Oh my god, yes, my mic is on. Wow. Can you hear that? Pooey, I miss you so much. Please come back. That ain't that simple. God, I'm telling you, you're marking out to Miami. I'm not too happy about it. Well, I know I changed it, huh? God, I miss him. That ain't that simple. All right. Enough of that. That's neither here nor there. Once again, as unprofessional as I am, I've started the show. And you, you definitely can hear that. I've started the show before getting my guest on the line so we'll get to go through that process together um but if you're watching this on youtube put you over on youtube which has its own channel now and we have no link for it so no command so i don't know how you'll find it but it's putting you over on youtube um if you're watching it on there you won't know this because i'm going to edit that part right out just edit the fuck out um i guess i can put this on uh on video it doesn't that, matter. It doesn't matter to me. It's up to you. Yeah, I mean, I just hit the. I don't use Skype a lot. I think yeah. if I just you just hit that. Camera. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Oh, nice. And then I, I'd have to hit this. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. If you're fine, I'm fine. Welcome to the show. Oh, hold on. I have. Yeah. I, I couldn't download the, that song, but I'm gonna play uh-huh. it from that that tweet. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah, that's the nice thing about working at a radio station. I yeah. got. Easy access to a lot of production music. that wasn't too loud for anyone else listening because my headphones are up so loud that just like you know i was just I, all i could hear was shout shout <laughs> shout at the devil dude there was a like that was my bad poor man's attempt at trying to make a rock version of the old moose intro you know how he had everyone going moose <laughs> oh yeah right <laughs> right um and you mentioned something there uh you work at a, a radio station you want to elaborate on that a little bit you still work there correct yeah, yeah. Well, for now, at least I hope. I mean, they're making all these layoffs oh, yeah. uh, in no. radio these days, but yeah, uh, right. no, fingers crossed, we'll still be working. Uh, yeah, I work at uh, KISW here in Seattle. It's uh, the rock station. Uh, so, yeah, we would be playing Motley Crue and things like that. And I've been there for uh, 13 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, when I was, um, I was, yeah, I was going through, like I was telling, I started a little early. Um, and I was telling people that uh, I'm moving the show from Friday to Saturday because I, I don't have it. When I get out of work, I don't have any time to do any prep. If I haven't done prep mm-hmm. bef- during the week, I, ha- I have no time on Friday. So I'm going to move it. So I'm trying to find songs. I'm just trying to find little tidbits and mm-hmm. any information I can. And I come across that song and it's just like, <laughs> oh, he is a DJ. So then I start looking up that stuff and you – you were interviewing. Uh, what was I watching? I was watching um, you and Joey Ryan, and it was yeah. It was like it was like six in the morning. And you're right down Super his throat. And you're like pumped. <laughs> I'm like, oh that's yeah, a- I'm all high energy, and he's just kind of chill. Like, but that's Joey. I don't know if you ever had a chance to meet or talk to Joey Ryan. No. He is he is the chillest, nicest guy. But like he is 
and he'll say it in interviews, he's nothing like the character that he is on television or that you go see wrestle. He's not this over-the-top, flamboyant, crazy, you know, touch-my-D guy in, in yeah. real life. He's, he's, a, he's a really, like, just chill, introverted guy. And I, oddly enough, like, the character that I do with my wrestling, I find a lot of influence from him because for the longest time, everyone says, oh, when you're a wrestler, you should be yourself times... 10, you know, or right. an exaggerated version of yourself. And my character really is nothing like, if anyone who knows me will say, I'm nothing like the character that I am when I'm a wrestler, uh, because my character is very cocky, it's arrogant, it's a, a guy that believes he's a superstar, he's delusional, he thinks he's a celebrity. And I, I was kind of torn on it, you know, because it's hard to find that character, but it was connecting, but I'm like, it's not really me, and I keep hearing, you should be an exaggerated version of yourself. And then I talk with Joey, and I read more interviews with Joey, and he's like, I'm nothing like the Joey Ryan character, but he pulls it off so well. And so just kind of like a light bulb moment and a moment of validation for me where I'm like, I don't necessarily have to be this exaggerated version of myself to still be something interesting and, and fun and fulfilling to myself. It's, it, I don't know, it just helped me kind of get a little clarity in like what I was doing as far as uh, when I'd step out of that curtain and be, uh, be this character in front of people as a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You, you do hear that a lot, and uh, I, I hear that a lot with, like, um, characters like Stone Cold, and, mm -hmm. like, they they were themselves t to ten times, yeah. like you just said. But um, it, in the wrestling, we'll jump right into your wrestling since you brought it up. Um, okay. A fan, I would assume. 100%. Oh, yeah, lifelong. Lifelong. Yeah. Uh, what's your first memory? First memory, I had, there were these two twins that, well, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and I, I live in Seattle now. Uh, and I had these twins that lived on my block, the Biocus twins, uh, Nikki and Billy. And they were big wrestling fans, and they kind of got me hooked on it. And they would bring over Pro Wrestling Illustrated and all the other oh. wrestling magazines. And I just remember seeing a picture of Bruiser Brody, bloody, with the oh, chain. And the, the, and the fear in the crowd. And I was terrified as a child, but I was... You know, you're a kid, like, it's no different than some kids falling in love with horror films. Oh, I yeah. I was enamored by that. And then the Road Warriors, and I saw those guys. So I was a fan of, like, those scary, larger-than-life characters that I would see. And for the most part, a lot of those guys, I never even saw wrestle for years. Like, all I saw them in was these magazines. Because, you know, I only got so many wrestling channels, and we, you know, we didn't have cable. There was no yeah, internet. It's not I mean, like you know, it is now. Right. Could you imagine? I mean, right. if, probably for the best. I would have never left my house. I mean, it's like, uh, but th those were the guys that made me fall in love with wrestling. And then, of course, you know, you fall in love with guys like Jimmy Superfly Snooker when you see him jumping off the top of a cage or Piper uh, just being a, a, a master behind the microphone and just doing completely heinous things. Um, got you know, Ultimate Warrior, of course, when you're a kid. I mean, it's cartoon. It's huge. It's it's insane. Um, but that was like my earliest memory. My earliest memory was seeing a bloody bruiser Brody and thinking, I don't know what the hell this is all about, but this is really cool. It, so, and, and I, ha I have those same uh, memories and feelings and, you know, we, you, you never got to watch anybody. You read the magazines, you read the yep. top 500. Uh, maybe you'd catch a scrambled pay-per-view somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or you and your friends would, would have a pizza party and watch it. Mm -hmm. um, when did you decide or did you know in your head wrestling would be an, an avenue you would want to try as a worker? Oh, uh, it's probably a big is, jump, but 
Yeah, yeah, no, I, honestly, I never thought. Um, I just didn't think that was something, you know, growing up, I didn't no idea how that would even happen. And then just life happened, you know, between mm -hmm. just moving, doing radio, and, 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 and I'm, I'm involved in a lot of other things. I play music, uh, yeah. I play hockey. You know, I had all these things, but I always loved going to wrestling shows and watching wrestling. And then I got involved locally a couple of years ago, three years ago, um, I got hit up by uh, a company that wasn't started yet, but they were starting. They're like, hey, we know you love wrestling. We hear you talk about it on the radio. Uh, would you be interested in being our ring announcer when we start? And I'm like, sure. Well, but what do you got going on? They're like, oh, our first main event match is going to be uh, Cody Rhodes taking on now Isaiah Scott, but Shane Strickland. Yeah, so that's Defy. And that's Defy. It was Defy. Yeah. yeah. At, at the time, it's I had Defy, no idea what yeah. they were going to be called. And um, met with uh, Jim, and we had coffee and talked. Just we had similar love for wrestling and just really connected very well. And I'm like, yeah, I'm 100% on board. And I mean, on top of it, you've got a killer main event. I mean, Cody Huge. Rhodes and, and, and Shane Strickland. And it's on it's on YouTube. If no one's seen it yet uh, that that watches your show, yeah. they should definitely check it out because it's a it's a special thing. And then you go into that room and I was ring announcing and I just walk out and I'm an introverted. I'm kind of a shy dude. Uh, I have my insecurities like anybody. Yeah. But you walk out and, and, and the minute I step foot out there, the crowd, the defiance that we call them now were on another level of just love. They gave it right back. And it was just like one of those moments where I just felt more at home than I've ever felt. I don't even know how to put it into words. It was just a, a unique experience. So fast forward a few, like a year later, I get more involved with other wrestling promotions, 3-2-1 Battle here. And they asked me if I'd be interested in being their 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 character commissioner. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, I get to go see them wrestling, see my friends wrestle. Do that for a minute. And since some of the guys are like, you should just come come train with us just so you know what it's like and you know maybe if you ever want to take a bump as the commissioner you'll be at least knowledgeable on how to take it properly without getting hurt do that fall in love with it and just continue to go to classes never really thought i'd have a match about six months into it i my main trainer steve west he hit me up he's like hey would you be interested in being a part of our big battle mania show um, oddly enough, it's kind of a fun foreshadowing for, I know something that we might talk about with this, this video game contest. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, what, what do you got going on? He goes, I want to tag you in a match where your partner is going to be Matt Cross. No. I'm like sold, you know, I'm in good <laughs> hands. Um, but to be honest, dude, like, uh, all this is happening in my forties. And that's the yeah. part that I think kind of surprises some people is that my, I started training at 40 and a year later start wrestling. And now I've been wrestling for a few years like two and two years and some change. And three years ago, I would have never thought in a million years I'd be doing what I'm doing. It's ridiculous. Like it's, you know, trying to, I remember running that by my wife. She's like, all right, just don't really hurt yourself. <laughs> and I'm don't like, break something. <laughs> right. So like, it's, it's funny whenever I have gotten injured, I'm just like, oh crap, oh crap. I got to explain this one to her. <laughs> um, but it's, it's been a surreal experience. I have, I'm, I'm in this position where I'm not really doing it with hopes of it going any further than it has actually everything that I've done so far has exceeded anything I ever thought I would get to do with wrestling. So anything on top of it now has just been like in insane. Like I've been really fortunate. I've been doing a lot of stuff with without a cause wrestling in Everett, Washington. We got a show this Sunday and they've put me in the ring and trusted me with guys like Ethan page, Darby Allen, Priscilla Kelly. And the fact that I've had those opportunities is like, it's an incredible feeling DOA in Portland. That's cool because like, they're not even booking me because I'm a radio person because right. I'm not on the air in Portland. They just like my character and they brought me out to like take on Gregory Iron, which was funny because him and I had that head to head matchup in the video game thing the first round. Um, so long story short, like 
I started way late. I never thought I would. Um, I have no aspirations of it going any further than it has, but I'm never going to turn down an opportunity. So like, I wouldn't be like, no, don't put me in the ring with this guy. I want I want any opportunity I can to excel and get better. Um, I don't, I don't do anything half-assed. And even though I don't ever expect myself to be seen on, you know, some big indie or big, I mean, I've been lucky to be on big indie wrestling shows here in Seattle, but like not be like on a, you know, a national level show. I'm not, I don't have those aspirations. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that delusional. My character might be, but as a human, <laughs> I'm not that delusional. Uh, I'm just enjoying it. And I take it very serious and I, I train all the time. And, um, and I just don't want to have anyone that pays to see me because they might know me about as a radio guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want them to come and be like, Oh, we just handed over 30 bucks to watch this guy barely do anything. And, you know, I feel ripped off. And then for those that don't know me about the radio, but they're like, who's this idiot, you know, <laughs> talking his mouth off. And then I go in there and at least like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blow anyone away with like a five-star match, but I'm, I'm not gonna make someone think that I've never stepped foot in the ring before, if that makes sense. It, does, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I also have now realized that now I can tell my wife I can try to wrestle at the age of 40. I, I just turned 40 myself yeah. this December. I can do it. Steve Miggs does it. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then I'm going to get a call from her and be like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well, uh, dude, it's been cool to have, like, I've had people go to training classes and they'll say, that they would have never thought to even try, but the fact that I did inspired them. And it's like, I never, that wasn't the goal, but like, it's a, it's an absolute humbling thing to hear that something I'm doing has inspired somebody to do something, yeah. you know? Yeah, I can t totally see that. And I mean, like you were saying, you, you, you're not getting a big head over it. You're, no, you're, you're doing it. You, you feel passionate about it. You enjoy it. It's like any hobby, you know? Yeah. And, and, that's that's great and um it helps. It's funny, my buddy and i were just having that conversation about hobbies and it's yeah. like, like a silly a deep conversation because i'm like man it, i i it is a hobby but like i, I it's like sometimes i'm like uh because some people have hobbies that they don't really put any effort into right and i and i it's like man i and it's not like i'm upset that someone would say that what i'm doing is a hobby because it is i'm not making a living off of it i get a couple bucks to cover gas but well, I, I, um, I say it i say hobby because like like what i'm doing right now i'm, I'm trying to put on a, a, a like a, a wrestling yep. variety podcast style show on twitch um mm -hmm. do i have aspirations that it will go somewhere i don't have a big head no um do i am i passionate about it yes um, yeah i consider it I guess like a hobby it, and that's not putting it down. I always, no, I know. you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but go ahead. It's like, it's like a hobby that you treat like a job. Yeah. If yeah. that makes, you know what I mean? Like I, I, any, any hobby I've taken on, like I'm just, I don't want it to be where I'm just mailing it in. If that, yes. you know what I mean? It's yes, like, exactly. and, 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 but the wrestling is a whole nother level because it's people are paying. There are people that that's are true. taking, I'm in the ring with guys that have aspirations of going somewhere. So I don't want to put them in a, bad spot where they're going to look bad in the ring because i'm not holding my own um i've been you know we have some really great talent here in the northwest some great young talent that i i think in a few years if not in a year people are going to be like oh crap you know because i mean look at darby allen right now yeah, there's a huge uh but there's guys like judas icarus in town that's from vancouver or travis williams or or uh, uh jacob sumas um there's there's Daniel Maccabe, who's now blowing up big in uh, across the country on, as an indie darling, and deservingly so. But he was like our secret for years. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's been really cool to see. Uh, you know, uh, Elliot Tyler is another guy. There's there's these guys that are just crushing it, and I, I can't wait 
for that moment when you can be like, oh, I remember wrestling a show with them in front of 75 people. And now they're, you know, he's, he's often performing in front of thousands and deservingly so. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's like, it, it, you could hurt someone. Like if you don't take yep. it seriously, mm-hmm. if you just look at it as a hot, as a hobby that yep. we threw out earlier, you know, someone's going to get hurt, but, right. um, is in who, I don't know who I was talking to. I was talking to someone about the indie scene out in Seattle and they compared it, the indie wrestling scene, and they compared it to uh, the music scene from the 90s in Seattle. Okay. That's, and, a, that's uh, a cool I was comparison. Like, I was like, you know, I never thought of it that way. It's like, hasn't blown up yet. And yeah. there's certain wrestlers out there that have not blown up yet. And as soon as the mass, the masses see them, like they did in in the grunge era, you know, mm-hmm. they're just gonna uh, blow up off the charts. You know, I would love to see that. I, I, you know, it's funny. Like when you said that, the first thing I thought it wasn't even about the success of the music scene here in the Northwest. What I love about the music scene, even back then, it was always a community. I mean, yes. there's obviously guys are competing; they want to be the best band, you know. But, but I mean, the Soundgarden guys were. They were there with the Pearl Jam guys. I mean, yeah. look at a guy like Chris Cornell was the glue for so many bands. I always said he was like the godfather of this town uh, when it came to music because he had his hand in everybody's stuff, like Alice in Chains to Nirvana to, to Pearl Jam. But there was like a everyone wanted to be great, but they didn't want to like crap on the other person in order to be great. And I do see that similarity in wrestling here. I mean, there's always going to be some guys that are just so full of themselves that you just like kind of have to like roll your eyes and be like, whatever. But I see a lot of guys in this area and I've seen it. I've experienced it where they, they want to look great, obviously, but they also want, they also want to make the person that they're in the ring with look great. And I'm, I'm sure that's elsewhere. I mean, I don't think we're like a, uh, a unicorn of a wrestling scene, but, <laughs> but I, 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 I only know it from here. And I've been very spoiled. Like I've been in working with guys where it's like, I walk in kind of like with my tail between my legs and I don't want to like, you know, cause I feel still like a green dude and I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, all the ideas. And then they'll just be like, Hey, what do you want to do? What do you like to do? And I'll, I'll mention something like, yeah, let's do it. And we can do it this way. And I'm just like, man, it's, I like the whole idea of the collaborative effort and, and, and I'm a fan of improv obviously with radio. Yeah. Um, and, and to me, wrestling is a physical form of improv, whether it be improv comedy, whether it be improv drama. Uh, but you're, you're, yeah, of course you have a skeleton of what you want to do in the ring, but you just never know what's going to happen when someone forgets something or when something the crowd bites on that you weren't expecting them to. And do you, you should listen to what they want because they're the ones who paid. And if you can figure out a way to work what they're excited about into your match and it comes off, man, that's exhilarating. It's like a, it's like when I'm, I would imagine no different than a comic when somebody says something in the crowd and you just feed off yeah. of it and the whole, and the rest of the room dies from it. Um, that's, that's the only thing I could compare it to. It's like, you know, on the radio when we have a plan of what we're going to say and talk about, and then someone says something so off the wall and you're just like, no, we're going down that road. Yeah. And it's something better than you ever planned. So I just like anything that's improv, anything that's creative, and I do like physicality. So the fact that I've been able to incorporate them all into this, what will be a short window for me. I mean, I'm not getting any younger, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't foresee myself doing this, you know, in, at the age of 50. Although that'd be hilarious if I was. Um, but PCO, you know, what I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a one of a kind kind of individual. He's not, but, well, he's not human. 
That's so, true. <laughs> you gotta you gotta take that into consideration. So yeah, I do see the Seattle scene being a a, a, a cool scene. I think that uh, you see a lot of guys wrestling in, the, in promotions that you know they they bounce around from three to one battle to Defy to Without a Cause. And, and other promotions that are in town and DOA and, and an ECCW that's up north. Like a lot of the guys are up yeah. there right now for this weekend. It's, it's an insane weekend for them. Their ballroom brawl. Um, it's, it's just a, it's dude, four years ago, it wasn't like that here. It was, there was wrestling, but it just wasn't um, being noticed. And the level has gone up to a whole nother. I mean, you know, the, the, the bar has been raised here and it's really cool to see. And do you think it's it's the the passion and the love from the fans that get it noticed? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I do. I do. hundred percent do. I think um, Defy created something really special um, did. I, with I, the did. crowd. Yeah, I agree. We we had someone on this show when I first started doing the show uh, several mm -hmm. years ago. Um, I think one of our third or fourth guests uh, were were the guys behind. Um, they called themselves the Streamer Club. Hell yeah! Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. And um, they, uh, they, you know that. Well, they're from there, and uh, I, I just, they, just their passion alone and their dedication mm -hmm. to what they wanted to do. Uh, you could just tell. Then they're like they're like it's very similar to like um and I'm not a big so soccer guy but I I you know obviously we have a very good soccer club here and with the Sounders yeah like the supporters of soccer are like their own animal they like got they their own chance yeah exactly right they, yeah, they yeah. got their own banners and the Seattle wrestling fan base are very reminiscent of that they they got their own That's thing it. man yeah. and then the, the streamer club when when they were able to use streamers at Washington Hall, it was surreal, man. Like I'm I'm just a ring announcer at Defy, like not just, but like yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I just go out there and for me, I'm just trying to relay the energy of the crowd on the microphone to get them pumped for each match. But the minute I walked out there, they were chanting my name and they do streamers and I'm like and other like I remember Fatu the first time he came to town and even Angelina Love both pulled me aside and go what what's your deal and I'm like what do you mean what's my deal <laughs> and they're like. We've never seen a ring announcer get his name chanted before he even walks out. Like it's stupid, and I'm like, I agree, and I love it. Like it's so it's so flattering. Like, but that's that's the crowd. They wanted independent wrestling. Like, and I'm talking about like guys being flown in independent wrestling, and it wasn't happening. So when it did happen, I think that this crowd, in a way, wanted to make sure that it wouldn't stop happening. Right. If that, you know, and then I mean, you got you go on over to three to one battle, and it's a. Uh, uh, underground punk rock vibe. Yeah, I a really whole like different... three to one battle. Oh, dude, it's and to be there live. Like I, I, I implore anyone that ever comes. I mean, obviously Defy as well, and it's but it's like they're different. Like, but they're equally as um, just passion. You know, that, and I think that's the best way to describe the Seattle wrestling or Northwest wrestling fan base. It's passionate. Uh, we want to see the best wrestling we can, and and nobody's going to sit on their hands and be quiet while guys are. New, and guys and gals are nearly killing themselves in that ring. Like it's cool seeing, like with, with three to one battle, you got people who aren't even wrestling fans. They just go really just to see random weirdness. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's just like a night out, and they get drunk and they yell and they yeah. and they'll go nuts over like a headlock takeover. And you're like, dude, crazy! Like this is awesome. And then in Defy, obviously, it's a they're expecting th this indie style of wrestling, and but they don't just sit there and act like they're too cool for you know whether it be a hurricane rana or some kind of just a, a, a simple suicide dive like yeah. they're the crowd's into it they're chanting and they're cheering and, they, and and you can tell like i've talked with matt cross about it and other wrestlers about it they step their game up when they step foot out there in washington hall because they know that the crowd's going to give 
every ounce of energy to them and the least they could do is give it right back the the thing that uh, appealed to me in uh concerning three to one battle is it always seemed like uh, i don't know why i keep going to the music scene i think because i listen to busted open radio and bully always tells me bully ray yep. always tells me um you know uh wrestling and rock and roll go together so I'm watching, I'm watching three to one battle and, and all I can think about is like the CBGBs. Like, yeah, that's what it would be like underground. Uh, you're going to go there to see, uh, you know, like you said, weird shit, good shit mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so I, I love three to one battle and not to take anything away from uh, defy. And, no, no. And the funny thing was, uh, one of the guys from Streamer Club, I was just talking to him recently, and he's like, um, yeah, Steve, he goes, Steve is uh, one of the, the, the best, uh, you know what, hold on, I got the quote right here, uh, is the best ring announcer of the indies, uh, besides, <laughs> besides the guy who uh, announces uh, For Beyond and Larry Legend from CZW. Wow. But he... So, I mean, that's high praise right there alone. That's And the crazy part, I never was a ring announcer before. Like, when Defy hit me up, they were like, we want you in a part of this. What would you want to do? And I told them, I don't want to be like a play-by-play -play guy. I love wrestling, but the idea of trying to call all the crazy indie yeah. moves would be overwhelming. And like, well, what about ring announcing? I'm like, yeah, I, as long as you guys are cool. Like, the, the funniest part was like, as long as I don't have to be like a guy trying to be a ring announcer. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to be the guy wearing a suit. Um, I, I kind of want to just, and it, it started at first, like you, you just kind of slowly build your identity out there, like as a ring announcer, like I really just feel, to me, what I do at Defy is I'm a fan of this Defy show as much as the person that paid money to sit down or stand. I want to convey that energy in the ring to them, be like, yo, this is going to be a great night. And when I feel like they're getting a little bit like quiet, cause I mean, like any yeah. show you, yeah. it's a three hours. I try and find ways to get them more pumped. I, 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 I challenge them and they always respond. And it's like a fun thing that we have. Um, but you know, like, I, 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 I don't like, uh, I, I stammer my words, I might curse, like I'll, I'll just, but I'm, I'm, after a match, if it's amazing, I'll be like, yo, that was the reason why I love professional wrestling right there. <laughs> that match was insane. And they, they, I think in a weird way they connect with that because it's like, oh crap, like he's saying what we're thinking, but we get to hear this guy on a microphone say it. Um, you're, connecting. And you're, you're connecting with the fans, basically. The guy that had the most help with me from the get-go was Shane Strickland. Like, him and I became really good buds. Like, I put him on my podcast back and put him on the radio, helped him, like, get interviews, and, like, kind of, like, because, you know, he was kill shot, and he yeah. was just trying to get out of that bubble. And so him and I kind of bonded a lot over we're both trying to just kind of create our own voice, him in wrestling and me with this ring announcing. And he would be the one that would pull me aside and be like, hey, do this or hey i liked how you did that and i'll never i can't thank that guy enough like he is truly one of the he's one of the good eggs just in life like not only just wrestling like i'm I, watching him as isaiah scott and yeah. nxt and seeing how the crowds i mean the who's house thing started at defy that was yes, like I know, Jesse. Right? one of the streamer club guys would yell who's house and the whole crowd would yell swerve's house yeah. To see it now, now I remember now going. It's to, there. <laughs> yeah, I remember going to a WrestleMania in Florida and to an indie show to go see Shane or, or Isaiah, and people were doing it there, and I'm like, "What the hell? This is crazy!" Like, oh, and then I got stopped by a couple of people, like, "Oh, you're the Defy Ring announcer." I'm like, "What is happening?" You know, like this is wrestling fans are cool, man. It's, I mean, obviously they're very, they're some are very critical, and some have a right to be, and some are a little too critical. But on the whole, I'd say the majority 
are some of the most welcoming and because we're all similar. Like we all have been told what we love is not cool. Right, so, exactly. you know what I mean? Like we've yes. kind of bonded over that. And I think that it's like hockey too. Like for the longest time nobody in Seattle, likes, especially no, nobody likes hockey. No, not on the mainstream. Yeah, and so like to. when you see someone who's a fellow hockey fan, yeah. you're like, yo, you know, and I think that's what, the same way with wrestling, especially yeah. at, at, at here. It's, it's yeah. But I, I tell my wife this all the time. Everybody, I, I don't care what you say. Everybody either is or was a wrestling fan. Yep. You either you either are or you were. So don't you don't criticize me, Kelly, for being a wrestling <laughs> fan. Well, I mean, yeah. How many times do you hear someone like when you tell them you love wrestling, they're like, "Oh, I used to love that when I was a kid." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, okay. I'm I'm still a kid at heart, I guess." It's like, don't blame me. It's on every day of the week. It's not my fault. Gosh, right? Trying to keep up. I mean, there's it's, it's at times. I, I, there are times where I'm just like, I just got to clear my DVR. Like as much as I want to watch, you know, insert here, women's of wrestling or uh, even that cruiserweight. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I can only watch so much. So you keep up with the other products, obviously I would imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, 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 I NXT is probably my favorite to watch on television. Uh, NWA power. NWA um, power is hot right now. Yeah. I mean, my, and you just talked to him. My buddy, Zicky dice is great. Great man. Man, I love that dude so much. Yeah. Like him and I have like just bonded just through direct messaging, talking over over the last year, and we're finally gonna be on a show together. Five uh, CC, which is a really cool new promotion in Bellingham with a five sided ring, which is hilarious. Like it's they oh. built a five sided ring, like a like they had it custom built. Um, it's like looks like a home plate for uh, a baseball. <laughs> Or it's, it's, it's bonkers. And so him and I are on the same show on February 8th. And I, I can't wait because we've never met in person. Uh, yeah, we've just been a, buddies on social media. He is a great guy. He came off mm -hmm. very personable, very approachable. So mm -hmm. he's going to yep. be great. Yeah. Um, no, it's good, good people. Yeah, it is. Um, I just want to jump back to your ring announcement for a second. Yeah. And I, the guys at uh, Streamer Club. Um. You took out a member of the Bullet Club, right? Is that, I mean, that's that's true, right? Like you took out, like Steve Miggs took out the Bullet Club. It's what I've heard. I I mean, I there would be a thing called Wrestle Summit, which was two nights. It was um, wrestlers from Progress, wrestlers from New Japan, and wrestlers from uh, Defy, all wrestling for the weekend. And El Fantasmo, LP, yeah. part of the Bullet Club. Uh, one of Vancouver's, you know, he's a guy that was killing it at ECCW and has gone on to do incredible things. Uh, first time I did the ring announcing, as I was leaving, he kicked the ropes as I was going through them, hit my nuts, oh. and kicked me out of the ring. Second time, he did the same thing the next night. Blame, shame on me for falling for it a second time, um, which I heard from the crowd. They're like, he did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, how stupid are you? I'm like, I guess I'm pretty stupid. Come on, Migs. <laughs> and then at the end of the match, uh, he was um, just being LP, and the crowd was sick of it, and I slid in, pushed him. He pushed me back or vice versa, and then he threw a punch. I hooked him into a, a full Nelson slam, which is – uh, and, and when I wrestle, it's my finisher. I call it dead air, uh, mm, but it's just a full nice. Nelson slam. And yeah, dude, it was, it was surreal. Like the whole, you know, behind the scenes of it all, like just another moment where you realize how cool certain people are. He's at a level that's, you know, he's yeah. in the freaking bullet club <laughs> right, and he's exactly. killing it. And he pulls me aside. He goes, Hey man, I want to mess with you. You cool with that? I'm like, dude, whatever you want to do, I'm down. And I thought that would be it. Like I got kicked in the boys by LP to me. That was a cool night. It's just weird, like wrestling. It's such a weird world. We, we're happy that we get kicked in the nuts. Oh, um, I, you know, I'd love to get kicked in the nuts. 
<laughs> I really would. I I should have been in. A, I should have been a wrestler. I really should. Well, yeah, I'm. Mean, it's not too late, right? Yeah, it, it's hey, it's, I'm I'm an example of it. Uh, the second night, he said, "I want you to get your comeuppance. What do you want to do? What cool?" As he said, "What cool shit do you do?" And I, and I, and I tell him, like, oh, "I do you know full Nelson slam." He goes, "What other cool shit do you do?" I'm like, "Damn it, dude! I'm not on your level. Like, I don't, I don't flip. I don't do anything crazy. I'm like a meat and potatoes kind of a heel as yeah. a character. Like, you know, I mean, I, I, and then he's like, "Well, he's like, do you think that move will get over?" I'm like, "I'm positive it will. If you jump as high as humanly possible." Like the crowd, I just know that from past times that I've done it in this room, they, they'll just be happy to see me do anything to you. Cause it's like, you're such a prick, you know? And so we do it and the place just explodes, man. It was one of the, one of the most surreal, cause I have no aspirations. Like if, if they gave me an opportunity to wrestle at Defy, I'm not going to say no. Right, right. If, and then if I get nominated to be in a video game, I'm not going to say no. Like some people are upset that I'm in it. Like, but you know, I don't Screw turn that. down opportunities. Uh, I'm not forcing opportunities. Like I've never once went up to the bookers at Defy and said, I want to wrestle. You have to let me wrestle. I've We've had conversations. I'm like, look, if you ever have something that you think would be cool for me to do, I'm down. But I know what my role is here and I enjoy my role and I'm not trying to take any, you know, I enjoy what I get to do and I'm, I'm being fulfilled elsewhere in the ring. Like, you know, I, that, that's part of why I don't do ring announcing at other promotions because I... I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do it elsewhere. Like I'm. I'm happy just doing it there. I want to be the Defy ring announcer. I don't want to be a ring announcer anywhere else. And then I wrestle elsewhere. So it's. You know, I'm trying to find that balance. But um, but to be able to do that with him was so surreal. And and the reactions because then he someone put it up on Twitter. I think it was one of the guys from Streamer Club. And yeah, it was. And he and he and he and he tweets delete this. And <laughs> it, it, blows up like i see all the people are viewing it and my favorite part was there were a few people like that was a solid full nelson slam that guy gave you i'm like yes all right like, that's dead air <laughs> that's right just dead air man come see me wrestle <laughs> that's a t-shirt <laughs> right well i try and like come up with like moves that have uh a nod to what i do for a yeah. living because oh, i know smart so good one. like i I just did a three to one battle. I just did uh, on I had a match against Cubby uh, Jacob Sumis and I hooked him in a double underhook uh, DDT. And I, and I was like, how can I make that connected to something with Twitter or yeah. radio? And I'm like, instead of a DDT, it's a BOT, and it's called Blocked on Twitter. <laughs> and, and then instead of, like, I, my submission is a – it's basically the million-dollar dream. Yeah, yeah. And I call it the million-follower dream. And <laughs> for me, that was yeah. – well, it was like I, – I was like – I. I, my, everything I do in wrestling, like, is basically a ripoff of the Million Dollar Man, T Ted DiBiase. A and, phenomenal and, wrestler. Everybody should rip him off. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, so I mean, just I remember being a kid and being pissed when he came to the WWF because yeah. I was like, why is he the Million Dollar Man? He's just Ted DiBiase. Because I read his magazine, you know, I read all the magazines oh. where they talk about yeah. him, and I saw some footage, and I'm like, I don't want to see him dressed up as this millionaire guy. And you know, I'm a kid, I'm an idiot, not realizing this is the greatest gimmick of all time. Well, and now looking back on it, like, yeah. how do you turn that down? Um, but really, like, my character, not only moveset, some of my movesets, I mean, I'm not going to try and say I'm like him. He's on another level. But but it in, in indie wrestling, obviously, like, I'm, I can't be the millionaire, man. I'm not rich like that. But, like, nope. what's currency to an indie wrestler? It's Twitter followers. Yeah. What do they brag about when they get yep. verified, when they are 10 people away from 5,000 followers? Like, you know, you see that a lot with wrestlers. Yeah. Like, Twitter followers and Twitter engagement, it's like money to them. So I'm like, all right, there's something there. So then I started thinking, I'm going to brag about being verified on Twitter because through work, I got verified. Uh, I'm not thinking it's anything special. This is like 
give you a peek behind my character. Like, what? My character is basically a giant um, inside joke for myself, making fun of other radio people. Because in radio, people will brag about being verified. They will be, there are guys that think that they're actual celebrities and they'll pull the don't you know who I am at, at, at bars and clubs. And it's, to me, it's gross. Like, I'm a public figure and yeah. it's cool. Like I, I get people listen to me and it's it's weird. Like I mean, I pay my bills by telling dick and fart jokes. Like it's it's awesome. It, but it is awesome. But one day it'll be gone. I don't want to ever yeah. like feel like that. My identity is gone. Like I love radio, but I don't ever want to be that guy. It's like I'm a celebrity. I'm a this. But this Steve Miggs wrestler character believes he's a celebrity. He That's believes he's a big star. He believes. Yeah, he, he's the don't you know who I am guy. He's the, <laughs> why aren't you guys giving me a standing ovation? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm your local celebrity. Like, I'm a big deal. I'm verified. And it pissed, right. And it pisses people <laughs> off. So I was like, so I started doing that. And then one of my buddies came up. He's like, you should get a belt like the yes. Million Dollar Man. <laughs> and I was just like, so I had a buddy who was a welder make one. It was really cool, but it was very 70s-esque. And then a buddy of mine, this guy, Murray Grande, uh, Tom, he makes belts for like for funsies. Like he's just yeah. like, hey man, I can make you a nice belt, and that's it's funny. I have it right here, and there it so is. he makes it. And Let's see that? Oh look at that and, verified champion. And it's got the giant yeah. check mark. It's got the little Twitter birds <laughs> with my with my handle on it, uh, and all this stuff. Like so, look at that, dude. And this thing has taken on in life of itself. Like uh, Kimberly just tweeted out like she wants to challenge me for it because she saw it online. Yeah. Any like wrestler that's verified has been like, "Hey man, you know I'm verified," and I'm like, "I'm down to like there let's have go. fun with it." There you so, go. Like, so then I have this, and I'm parading around with this belt like an idiot, and I'm bragging like I'm like this is my million dollar belt basically. Yeah. And you know I mean I and people are like you made that I'm like I earned it and you know because I got the Twitter I'm verified I earned that verification. Sure um, did. Best so part is I'll be in some matches. Uh, I, I lost to a guy. He thinks he won the belt. Oh. He's going crazy. So I grab the microphone. I'm like, can I see your can someone show me their phone? Pull up Twitter. And I pull up Twitter and I look at it, I'm like, my man, I'm sorry, you don't have a blue check mark. <laughs> the place gets unglued. <laughs> They're just like, fuck you. Did he not even have a check mark? <laughs> so I'm creating rules as I go along. I'm like, in yeah. order to win this, you're the million you dollar. To, yeah, exactly. You have to be verified too. I can't just hand this over to someone who's not verified. That's yeah. That's a disgrace to the, the the honor of this belt. It's a non-title match. <laughs> right. So then, without a cause, booked me in a match against Ethan Page. And then that blew up because oh, it's like he's verified. Guy. And Ethan had a blast with it. He's like on social media talking about how he's going to win it. And he thinks he wins it for a second. And shenanigans happen. And I end up winning it. Like, dusty finish, you know. Yeah, then I go yeah. to Portland. And Gregory Iron tries to beat me for it. He beats me for a second. Gets that reaction. I find a way to get out. I'm like, no, my foot was under the rope the whole time. And then, you know, you just find creative ways to not lose it. Yeah. I, I probably will lose it at some point. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I, and per, ideally I would love to see this belt go with oh. somebody like, you know what I mean? Like go, go to like New York or go to Atlanta, defend it somewhere. Maybe it that person loses it to another verified person. Eventually I'd like to get it back. I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what home. I mean? Like, I feel like that would add like a little bit of credibility to the title at some point, but right now I I, I want to establish it's mine. Uh, the best part was, on top of that, the guy that made the belt is a baby gift for my new kid. He made a baby oh. version of this. <laughs> How is the baby doing? Uh, five weeks in and never better, man. Oh, so it's, congratulations! It's it's, yeah. it's the greatest thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah i mean you, you i know you have kids and it's just it's surreal um yeah, obviously yes, it is. we we went for years trying and we didn't have any luck and and so we didn't think it was going to happen and then after six years of trying different ways um just out of the blue one day my wife's like i'm pregnant and i'm like no you know um and it's amazing to bring this interview down to a, a somber uh moment i totally uh, relate with that um i have three kids all daughters mm-hmm. uh the first one was like boom wow this is easy wow yeah cool. <laughs> and then um and then me and my wife uh we, you know we tried for a second kid mm-hmm. and we had um we had three miscarriages oh. so yeah it's not as easy and, and i no. try to tell myself every day that i talk like i talk to people you know you work with people you talk to people um i try not to be like oh you should have a kid or oh wow it's like right that, it's that simple because it's not that simple and, and, and you don't know what they're going through and like you i know don't. some people yep. like i mean we never really talk too much about it on like uh in public and, you know, and then you see your friends have kids and when you're yep. trying you can't it's like oh you want to be happy for them but there's a selfish side of you yep. it's like yeah, of course and so and- like even like me sharing it on the radio and like, yeah. you know, I made it, I made it a point. Like I was like, I want to share our struggles because honestly, like other people sharing theirs help me. Other people keep... have these struggles and they, they and don't no one talks they, about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm happy. I, you know, yeah. we, we just met, we talked to DM We're we're talking here tonight. Yeah. I, I'm very happy for you and your wife. Uh, Thank you, man. So, uh, that's awesome. Uh, Shalom as Shuli would say. Ah. Anyways, I appreciate that. Um, all right, let's get back to the, the cool stuff. So, not that kids aren't cool. No, it was just we had like our on a special episode moment right Pre- there previously. <laughs> um, but it took me way off track because now I don't know where I was going. So, we would, uh, the, the character, just character, like, yeah, yeah. In, a, in like the most simplest ways, it's a delusional guy who thinks he's a celebrity. And now what I'm trying to work in, because it's always evolving. Yes, it should And be. he's also a delusional guy who thinks he's a better wrestler than he is. <laughs> so when, I mean, I have a video out there. It's on my Twitter at some point. But, like, um, like I have a voice guy that will, like, narrate my promo- promos. And on one of them, he's like, he does awesome stuff. Like, drops elbow drops, both standing and laying down. Like, <laughs> like it's like... So like it was like big like big music big voice guy and I'm just dropping a simple elbow drop that I call the verified elbow. The you know verified what I mean? Like elbow. like like I I mean I, I'm not saying I know like all these cool crazy moves, but I'm starting to realize this character really shouldn't be going crazy with like I'm not trying to prove to anyone that I'm like super indie wrestler guy. What I'm trying to do is make them hate me. Yeah, and, and that's what you should do. And I'm not trying to be like this cool bad guy. Like I want people to like. For that moment in time, like I, I, I'm not like delusional and thinking like you know people are gonna hate me in real life. I don't. This isn't the '70s or '80s. Right. But for that moment in time when I'm in that ring, I want them to be like, "Oh, will this guy just get his ass kicked?" Because I won't shut up. I won't stop being really braggadocious about really simple moves. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if if everybody's doing crazy moves, I'm like the other day we had one everyone's doing crazy stuff. I was in like a six man tag or something like that. Elimination style tag. Everyone's doing the crazy indie stuff and they're awesome at it. Like this is no doubt. I'm not downplaying what they do. I come in, I knee the guy in the gut and I put him in an abdominal stretch and an hold old, it. An old school. Stretch. Right. And <laughs> the crowd, crazy. like you could tell some people are like, Oh, and then other people are like, this is all. Cause it was like so different than oh, I somebody doing. Time. Yeah. 
You know, I mean, like that kind of stuff to me is fun. Like one time we was wrestling these guys, these young kids that are called Young Muscle, and they're awesome. They're like the future of wrestling. They're Jaden and, uh, and and Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne is like 14 years old, wow. and this kid, his son of Buddy Wayne, um, yeah. who trained Darby Allen. Uh, you know, he's grown up in wrestling. He's on another level. It's it's annoying how great he is. I'm kidding, but he's <laughs> he's incredible. But him and Nick do like that crazy ricochet thing where they flip and land yep. on their knees. Yep. I slide into the ring and headbutt the two of them. <laughs> Instead of jumping and flipping off the ropes, I just hit the ropes and do a really bad back roll and then do the ricochet move yeah, and yeah. act like as if I just accomplished what they did. And the crowd just blows up, like, pissed and laughing. And, and as I'm, like, sitting there, like, I'm cool, the two of them just super kick me in the face. And then, you know, like, to me, that's, like, the, like that is the delusional moment. Like, I thought I was just as good of a high flyer as them. Clearly, I'm not. So it, it's... It's like it's fun to like watch this character develop, and, and I don't know what it's going to be like in a year from now. But as long as it's delusional and as long as it's annoying the people in the room, but not like in a, I paid money for this crap. More like a, I paid money to see this guy get his ass kicked. And and I think I think the character that you're building is great. And what I would love more than anything is to see it in a video game. Right. right. Could you imagine an eight-bit verified championship? That would be amazing. I mean, let. I mean, you come with your own title. They could just put right. another. They could put another title in the game. <laughs> I'm mean, gonna have to get royalties for the title in the game. I don't mind me not getting any money. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's something you can free disc maybe. Right, dude. It was crazy because like so. I was one day I was on Facebook. I don't know about you, but like. I almost never remember to check the other folder on Facebook, the mm-hmm. you know messages from mm-hmm. people that aren't friends with you. Because oh, it's mostly I ne- just I, spam. I never use Facebook. The only time I use Facebook is like every once in a while for my family to see the mm-hmm. girls, and maybe that's it. Okay, so like yeah, I mean I'm I'm not like on a lot. I mean I'm on because of my work, but like I'm checking. So I'm like I should check my other folder. There's right. a message from a guy, no profile picture, saying you've been nominated to be in this video game. <laughs> And I'm reading this whole thing, and I'm like, this is the biggest load of BS. Like, I didn't even believe it. Like, I'm like, me, first of all. But then I said, like, let me just look it up just to see. Right. And I'm like, I, this might be a real thing. I go on Twitter, and I see that they're actually, like, doing some stuff. And I'm like, all right, maybe this is a legit thing. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm in. And he's like, we'll send you the legal paperwork. Like, because, you know, they want to make sure that like, you're cool. Like, they're not, yeah. We're not going to, like, try and sue for more money or, you know. And I get it. Um, but I'm like, what the hell? Like, how did I even get, like, how did I even, like, you know, obviously there were a few of us that were not like necessarily big name people in the world of wrestling, right. but to even, like, I hate to be like the, the Academy Award guy to even be nominated. was cool. But I was like, I'm one of 32 in the world that just got nominated for a game. And I'm just this dude in Seattle having a great time trying to entertain people and, and doing what I love in the world of professional wrestling. Like this is, this is bonkers. But I'm like, I'm gonna try and win. Let's just give it a shot. Why the hell not? And so, right? so the first go round, I you know I put it up there on my social medias, and it blows up. And I'm like, wow, I forget. Like Seattle's also kind of a geeky culture. Like we yes. all love video games, we love tech. So I think like even if you don't care about what I do for wrestling, you you do care. Like, oh, this guy that I listen on the radio or this friend of mine has a chance to be in a video game. That's let me, rad. Let me help him out. Yeah. So I I I, I mean the votes were insane. I, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna get the fan votes. But Dave LeGrecker is not going to vote for me. And the video game company, they're not going to vote for me because it's Gregory Iron. He deserves to be in this. Like, I'm not delusional. Like, Steve makes the wrestler is. He thinks yeah. he should win the whole thing. Um, 
So then all of a sudden I, I see the next day and it's like, okay, LeGreca didn't vote for me, which I was a little sour. He's a fellow radio guy. You'd think he'd support you, you his radio brethren. You would think he would stand by, by another uh, fellow host of a show. Right. Well, clearly B- Billy Ray's right about the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's obvious. Um, and But then I see that the video game people, they by voted three to two, they voted me in, which I was like, crazy. So now I'm up against Matt Cross, who arguably is the biggest name in this whole contest. And I'm a big fan of my first match ever. Well, I was going ta- to say, your first match ever, partner. you tagged with him. Yep. Right. And I mean, him and I have done plenty of podcasts together. We've hung out when he comes to town and get dinner. Like, he's a good soul. And he's also one of the greatest wrestlers. Like, I do not deserve it. I, I, whenever someone's like, I, I love you, Migs, but I voted for Cross. I'm like, dude, I appreciate that you even, like, like even considered voting for me. Uh, but I'd like to win the fan vote. If I... If I win the fan vote, to me, that would be a really cool feather in my cap um, because I know that LeGrec is going to vote for Matt Cross. Well, I'll, and... t- I'll tell you this right now. If you if you tell LeGrec you'll be on his show, he'll probably <laughs> vote for you. <laughs> He'd be like, I'll, I'll vote for you if you stop bugging me to come on my show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, if... It'd be nuts if they don't vote Matt Cross into it. Like, he should win this whole thing. Like, true. I mean, but I like to win the fan vote. Like, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like, I'd yes. like to be able to at least walk away with. I made a. I, I put out a message. Like, you know, people took notice. Dude, I had someone from like Kansas say that he's a fan of mine now because of this game. And to me, that was That's the amazing. only reason. And I was like, this is the reason why I need to be 100% involved in this. Like, I want. I'm going to get more eyes on me yeah. than I never would have had. And. If a couple people become a fan, I've gotten new followers. Hell, like this podcast happened because of this game. Um, yeah, li- you know, literally, had- literally, I, I'll be honest. Uh, when I started seeing the people that got picked for the tournament, I was mm-hmm. like, well, I've, interdued, I've uh, interviewed Retromania Wrestling. I yep. want to talk to these guys. Mm-hmm. So I just started, I just started contacting. That's so cool. Started contacting people. Right. So it's like this game has already given me exposure that I never would have gotten. Yep. And the fact that I'm in the second round is crazy. And if by some weird stroke of luck, I end up going on and keep going, that's nuts. Because you had a dude that's in his 40s that only people in Seattle or Northwest really know what he's all about. And the guy in Kansas. <laughs> and the guy in Kansas. <laughs> and I could be the guy that's in a video game with the Road Warriors. And, you know, and Hawks and Idol and, and John Morrison. Like, that's stupid. And But the nice thing is, like, I hope that this video game does so well because they said that if it sells well, if people buy it, if, 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 if it's popular, they're going to consider making a, a downloadable content of the Indie Mania wrestlers. And amazing. really, that's what that's what I'm gunning for. Uh, the, real, the, the realist side of me does not think I'm going to get past this round. And it's not the end of the world. Like, I, I'm not going to, like, it's Matt Cross. And honestly, even if it was, like, insert name here, I'm not going to be insulted or bummed. I mean, it's it's gotten me way more exposure than I ever thought. And I've had a lot of fun with it. And it's been super cool. The bummer the, the part was, like, so this this time, like, if you go on the Twitter, you notice that, they, or Facebook or wherever, the way that they have people vote is they're watching us do a move. Right. And so I have a music bed, and I get what they were doing. Originally, I, the move I sent them was just me getting slapped by Priscilla Kelly. Because <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, I'm like, everyone's going to do crazy yeah. flippy. I knew Matt Cross was going to do his move. Like, yeah. I just, I, I was like, I'm not going to outmove anybody. I'm just going to show them me getting slapped in the face by Priscilla Kelly. But 
when I noticed that they were doing, they weren't using the audio, they were doing the video. I'm like, ah, the joke really is me trying to convince her not to fight me because I said nice things about her on air about her tampon spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm having my, and I have my hand out, like, just come on. Like, I'm, I'm a good guy. We're both verified. So it's like this build. And then she's just like, F you, and just slaps me. And the slap is vicious. Like, it's loud, and the whole crowd goes nuts. I was like, I this is the clip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, if, if, but if you can't hear it, it's yeah. visually still random because people are like, why did this guy? I, I, I almost kept it because I'm like, people are going to be like, why did the dude, of all the moves to show, he showed he got slapped in the face. But, you know, I was like, I felt like people wouldn't catch the joke without the audio. Um, we got a question from Twitch and chat about managers. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's twofold. So the first thing, would your character ever want or need a manager? Um, no. I, no would I, want... I don't think so either. Only because I, I feel like a manager is meant more for a guy that is me or a guy or girl that really isn't necessarily like comfortable on the microphone. Um, right. And I just feel like having a manager would really, it would almost be like uh, uh, we would both be struggling for microphone time. And that's a big part of what I am is this guy that wants to get on the microphone and talk about how awesome I am. I mean, you never know. I, I, I wouldn't say no to it if it was, it made sense. I would love like, like either like a faction or in, in my head. Uh, and I, I've pitched it. And I'm hoping that eventually it'll happen. I would like to have uh, like, like how you know, millionaire man had Virgil. Right, I was, uh, yeah, which was yeah. k- kind of like a muscle for him, right? Right. I want muscle, but I want it to be a female wrestler because yeah. I think a there's incredible female wrestlers out here, and I think that's like a statement of just what this what wrestling is now. It's like we need to get past the whole it's a girl thing because it's stupid. Um, intergender wrestling is great. There's incredible wrestlers that are out there in the indie scene that are female, and there's something really powerful I think about having a female be my muscle. It's also kind of douchey, you know what I mean? For the character, because well, it's just I like mean, just look at Nick Aldis. You don't get more douchey than that, right? And I was like, it was so funny when that, uh, you're right. Like it's there was well, just something great about it. It's and it, and it wouldn't be like anything like it's it's not meant to be like a, a a sexual or perverted thing. It's like there's no none of that. Like it's almost like I have this like assassin that's right? hired that assassin. would be a, right. And so there's a little bit of that I would like, or a faction I would not be opposed to. I'm not like. I don't need to be a solo guy. I, I like being in tag team matches, uh, and that would also provide that. But like, I just want to do something different, and I want something that would a be unique, be douchey, but also be cool in that sense. Like, like I think that uh, I personally love. I think there's incredible female wrestlers in the Northwest, and it would be really fun to see. Like, you know, there's uh, Danica Dela Rouge who had an NXT tryout. Who's great? Um, there's Liza Hall, who's incredible. There's uh, there's Rebel Kell. I mean, these are some some of the wrestlers. Um, there's uh, Rhea Von Slasher. Uh, up up in Canada, there are some great ones like Nicole Matthews, who's in the May Young Classic. There's Cat Power, yeah. who's one of my Cat Power is probably my favorite one of my favorite wrestlers just in in general in the Northwest. And uh, I, I I hope that the world gets to see more of her. That's I know funny. she did Cat, like Cat Power is her name, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the singer. Yeah, um, no. No, no, dude. She's a badass. Yeah. Uh, she's called the. She, she, she was part of a tag team with uh, Ashley Six, a guy in, in Canada called Grindhouse, and they were just, they just had a cool vibe. They were just a badass team. Um, but yeah, it's like so, I would love something like that, uh, where I have uh, somebody that's like my muscle. Uh, and, and, and in a weird way, it's like 
I might not do the crazy indie stuff, but this person does. And, and <laughs> yeah. so like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like some, it's like this weird yin and yang thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, great answer. Um, another quick question from the chat. They said, do you think you can, uh, uh, beat the skinny kid interviewing you? But since you can't see me, you don't even know that I'm a skinny geeky kid. <laughs> he, he, well, it depends. Uh, yeah. wait, whatever. The, uh, you know, honestly, it's just up to the booker. If he says I can, yeah, I can. Right. If I says exactly. I can, I can. That's right. We got to book a. <laughs> we got to book a great match. You got to learn to work there in the chat. Dude, it's funny when, I, as a guy like at one time in my life, I was like 285 pounds. I've lost like 70 pounds of it yeah. over a long period of time. It's just eating healthy, having a yeah. wife that's incredible that makes me eat healthy. Uh, but I remember they posted like my picture and they're like, someone wrote, great, another skinny wrestler. And I'm like, <laughs> I know you mean that as an insult, but I've never been more flattered. Yeah. Like, as a guy who's and, always had body issues. And I, I'll tell you this right now, <laughs> you're going to eat even more healthier now that you have a child. Yeah. Like, like I, I, um, I've been, I literally have been this size. I'm about 155, 160. I've been this size since eighth grade. But since mm -hmm. I've had kids, I now eat – I never eat avocado before I had a child, ever. <laughs> and now that's, like, all I eat. Oh, avocados are great. Yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> it's um, like good fat, brother. Yeah, that's right. It's a Tom Brady <laughs> diet. Um, but uh, anyways, um, I, I, would, I, I always promise my guests one of my pitches is I'm never going to keep you over an hour – we're getting okay. close to an hour, but I would be, I, I would not be doing myself. I, I have to know huge Pearl Jam fan, right? Yes. Funny. I just hooked up my old record player broke. And while I was waiting for you to give me the call, I just hooked up a new one that we just bought Nice. And solely so I could put on, I bought uh, on record store Friday. I got the Pearl Jam MTV unplugged on uh, vinyl. You know what? Fuck you. That's it. It's over. You got that? You, you yeah. goddamn asshole. You know what? Yeah. You're, you're living your character. You told me you weren't. You told me you were not your character. Are you seriously? I've been trying to buy that. First of all, I couldn't get it on record store day, yeah. uh, which was around my birthday. My wife failed, first of all. So if she's listening tonight, screw her. Dude, um, it was impossible to find. Like, oh I mean, God, I, I, right? I mean, luckily, I mean, Northwest was a little bit more, probably more access, but like I had to get one for someone else and I went on eBay. I know. Um, I've been looking. And it was it's it was just... fifty bucks, which was more than I wanted to spend, but I That's did. That's a good price, but... though. That's yeah, because now it's like ninety. Yeah, and it's stupid. Like oh. I'm hoping that they'll put more of those out because, you know, it's just a piece of nostalgia. I mean, obviously, like you could watch it on YouTube, but right, right. But the yeah. vinyl, like I got uh. a record player right there, and oh man. Yeah, dude. Like it's Pearl Jam's everything to me. It's uh, my absolute favorite band. Um, I mean, I love a lot of bands. Like the Glorious Sons is a new band that I'm obsessed with as well. But, nice. but like, you know, I, my buddy Craig, who actually is part of um, uh, Brian Alvarez's show, he's the Craig on Brian's show. Oh, okay, um, okay. He's a good friend of mine. He comes to the five shows. Him and I went to Pearl Jam when they came to town. We were trying to plan a trip to maybe go see them in Phoenix, but it was not going to work out. So, we're trying to work something where we could go see them because I mean, they'll eventually play Seattle, but yeah, you know, yeah. I want to I want to see them a couple times. And dude, the crazy thing is not like this is. This is a, uh, this sounds like a name dropping thing, so I'm gonna preface it that way. But it's a cool story. So I do a lot of stuff with the WWE, do work. Uh, they would fly me out for like SummerSlams right. and WrestleManias, and I get to do interviews on their radio row where I get to interview people. So I've gotten to become friends with the PR department. They're the best people in the world. Like when we had our kid, a WWE little champ is here. Onesie was in the mail, and like nice. they they 
you know, everyone wants to crap on the product or crap on whatever, right. like truly a well-oiled machine, like behind the scenes, like not even talk about the product. Just as human beings, they have some of the greatest people working there. And so one of my buddies who's like the main PR guy is like, hey, Migs, can you help me out? Becky Lynch is a huge Pearl Jam fan. Oh, is yeah. trying desperately to go see them at see them at Safeco Field. Do you have any connections? And I'm like, well, it's funny. I have a pair of tickets, but I'm not gonna be able to go because of a work convention. Like there were two nights. I could go to one night, but I couldn't go to the other. I'm like, I'll give them to her. He's like, no, no, no. She'll pay for them. I'm like, no, 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 dude. You do so much for me. This is not me trying to butter up to her. This is me thanking you for all the years of awesome stuff. He's like, man. I can't thank you enough. He's like, well, when you want to, I'm like, I'll bring him WrestleMania weekend. If, if I could like score an interview with her, great. If not, I'll give him to you and you just give him to her. I'm not, I'm not that guy. It's like, whatever. Right. He's like, no, no, we'll set something up. So it was like when NXT was doing like their like little shows over at the fan access, he's like, yeah. just meet me like 10 in the morning. She'll be done doing her autograph signings that we could get a video, get some pictures. So we do a video. It's up on YouTube of me interviewing her as I gave her the tickets and so I give her the tickets. I'm like, hey, here you go. Have fun. She's like, are you going to be at? I'm like, I don't think so. I have a convention, blah, blah, blah. But like when you're in town, I'm going to be around. I'm just going to be missing that show. But I'll be a, if, if you're around early or whatever and you want to get a tour of the old studio where they recorded their first record, I have right. my friends run the studio. Like they own it, London Bridge Studios, where they recorded 10. She's like, no way. And then left it at that. Get a message from her on Twitter follows me and says, hey, I'm going to actually be there for, um, uh, it was like a Comic-Con or something. Oh, no, it was like a Make-A-Wish thing. Yeah. And I'm going to be in town. Can I take you up on that offer? I'm like, absolutely. So her and this uh, guy, Jay, who she's great friends with, he's a fitness guy, Jay Ferrugia, who I've now become friends with. He's a great dude. They meet me up with me, and we do a whole tour. We spend the entire day, the three of us, in the studio. At one point, the producer who worked on the record, like he was an intern at the time, but he pulled up the raw files of Jeremy and just said, and just said, here, have fun with it on the mixing board. And wow. let Becky just like isolate the guitar, isolate just the vocals. And me and Jay are just looking at each other with goosebumps. Like I have goosebumps <laughs> right now. Like, right. you know, you're hearing Eddie's voice yeah. raw. And then like, you can make your own mix. And like, we had the best time. It was an incredible time. So that happens, whatever. Out of the blue, I get a text message. She got my number from the PR guy to thank me and says, I really appreciate it. If I ever need anything, let me know. And we did a podcast as well. The video's up on YouTube as well. It's talking about the experience. It's a really cool one. It just look up uh, Steve Miggs, Becky Lynch. There should be a couple different interviews if you're a big fan. So fast forward to then uh, the Pearl Jam shows. Turns out um, this was around the time we were trying to have a kid, so I couldn't leave town right. uh, just because of like, uh, like the fertility doctors and all that. Yeah. So I had to stay. I had to miss my work convention. But, of course, I'm not going to be like, hey, Becky, those tickets I gave you, kind of want them back. Well, my buddy Craig, the one I was just mentioning, he's like, hey, something happened where my the person I was going to go with can't go. And um, would you want to go with me? I'm like, dude, thank you. Yes. So I ended up getting to go. We meet up with Becky and her crew. And we all go to the Pearl Jam show. So the most random thing ever was I got to – go see Pearl Jam with Becky. And since then, like she stayed in touch and she's like one of the nicest people um, when it comes to just whenever there's something with Pearl Jam in the news, like I'll get a message. Like, did you see Eddie Vedder's doing this? Like, like we've become like these like 15 year olds about yeah. Pearl Jam. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, it's kind of fun just to see somebody on that le like level being a fan, right. no different than you and I, like, I'm not gonna say like we're buddies, but like 
like I but like I know Jam that like we're, we're we're all Pearl Jam homies. It's like wrestling fans. Like when yeah. you find someone that's a fellow wrestling fan, like you stay in touch. Yeah. Um, and it's like that with Pearl Jam. It's uh, of all bands, like like that. I that's the greatest band, and it's cool. Like when you can bond with somebody, like you and I, or my buddy Craig and I, like anyone. Like we, there's something about that band that I don't think if you're a fan, you don't understand. Like it's more than just their the, the five guys. It's the, that music, the lyrics, the the passion, and just the fact that those guys are the nicest guys and the best guys in the world. And we've been lucky living in Seattle that they're yeah. cool to us. They always do stuff with our radio station. That's how it all also happened. Is like I played the audio of me and Becky talking about Pearl Jam, and Mike McCready and uh, Stone Gossard were in our studios listening to it, and they thought it was the coolest thing. And we we had it on video, and I I tagged her in the video, and that she was just like, "Are you serious?" Like they now have heard me talk about their band. Like that was like a, you know, I mean, if anyone like if you're a fan of, like if you can somehow do some degrees of some separation spread yeah. the word of how much you love them and they get to hear that. That's a cool thing. Uh, hell, uh, yeah. Best part was um, the mics go off and Mike McCready's like, so she's a wrestler in the <laughs> WWE. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, that's so cool. He's like, man, when I was growing up, I was such a big Roddy Piper fan. Oh, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. He looks like a Piper fan. <laughs> I so like, maybe, I, maybe I can get McCready on the show. Right. Yeah. Good luck. Right. It's good hard luck. enough to get him when they're promoting a record, but <laughs> yeah, I'm right. pumped for the new record, man. I'm hearing good things. Um, yeah. I heard uh, rumor has it there's a David Bowie influence to some of the songs, which oh. I'm, which I'm very curious to hear. Oh, sounds like just I, I yeah. We could. I mean, that's a whole nother show altogether. Oh yeah, dude. just Pearl Jam oh, 100%. alone. Um, I've got some ridiculous Pearl Jam stories that just that will make you hate me and, and love me at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey, hell, you know, we can uh, definitely do another show. Definitely. We'll put over yeah, Pearl yeah. Jam for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but one, one, one of the things I'd like to live by is I, I like to uh, stand by the fact that I, I'm never going to keep a guest over an hour. Mm-hmm. We've already gone over an hour a little bit, but that's okay. Um, but what I like to do at the end is I, I'm going to give the mic to you. And mm-hmm. uh, you can put over whatever you want, whatever you're doing, uh, Retromania, uh, your your radio show, your wrestling mm-hmm. announcement, whatever you want. The uh, floor um, is yours, my dear friend. You know, I'm, I'm on all social media at I'm Steve Miggs. And anything that's going on in my world, I usually share on there. So it's just like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. I mean, Instagram. It's all the same handle. Um, yeah, I'd love for people that are like that maybe don't know what the hell I'm all about. Like, you know, I, I share like... My, my promos are for wrestling are unique and different. I take a lot of pride in them because they're just so ridiculous, but they're del- a guy that thinks he's a big star trying to do a promo. Um, they're, they're, they're well thought out. They're not just a guy in a car with a, in selfie mode, trying to cut a promo. Um, rarely do I even talk in the promos. I have a voice guy, our radio station voice guy, do it for me. Uh, so they're ridiculous, but I take a lot of pride in them. So that'd be cool. If people check those out. Like just follow me on social media. I share those all the time. They're out there. If you vote for me, Awesome. If not, that's cool too. I don't mean, you know, I just appreciate that. Um, a, I've gotten a chance to get noticed by people outside of Washington, man. I, I appreciate this moment and this time. Like, this is something that I think is really surreal and cool. And I never thought, like, five years ago, I never would have thought that I'd be talking about my wrestling. Yeah. And 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 like have people paying attention to it. Uh, a few of my matches, um, three to one battle. All all of our shows are on Twitch. Uh, just go to twitch.tv slash three to one battle every every other friday night so this upcoming friday not tonight otherwise i'd be there but this upcoming <laughs> friday um they start at nine o'clock p.m on pacific time so a little bit late for your east coasters yep. but 
but they're always backlogged and archived, so you can watch them whenever. Um, they're all there. Uh, so that's three to one battle. Defy, obviously, has Defy on demand. Um, and then without a cause, man, I, I take a lot of pride there. They, they're the first promotion when it comes to wrestling that really gave me a chance to be a character and saw something in me. And I, I, I attribute a guy by the name of Chris Ross who, who helped train me a little bit. I've had a few great trainers, Steve West with three to one battle, Ethan HD, who does uh, defy. Those are like my three main guys that have really helped me become what I am in the ring. And I owe a lot to those guys. Um, but uh, Chris and the crew over and Max and Dave and the rest of the people over at without a cause took a chance on letting me be this local celebrity character and let me have freedom to do ridiculous things. And, and, it, and, 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 over the course of the year, man, like it's grown. Like I've, I've created a following and like people love to hate me and they've given me opportunities to wrestle big names like Ethan Page. I mean, I had a 25 minute yeah. match with Ethan Page that was, and uh, Darby Allen, I got to have get hit in the head with a chair by him, like while he's saving Ethan Page and Priscilla Kelly got to be in a match with her and, you know, and, and more to come in the future. And I had an incredible last man standing match with a great local wrestler by the name of Pitfall Jones, who people need to pay attention to. When it comes to promos, that guy's on a whole other level. He's he's like an Indiana Jones character, but he's a giant dick and it's awesome. Um, he's, a, he's a great character. Uh, so if, if you want to watch my Without a Cause stuff and they have that independent wrestling channel, the streaming yeah. channel, IWTV, uh, I'm on there. So just type in my name and matches will come up. And 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 yeah, man. Like I'm trying to bring fun to wrestling. Wrestling's uh, and, fun, man. It's supposed to be. And yeah. I, 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 one of my favorite things someone said to me was uh, the promoter for uh, ECCW. Uh, he came and watched me without a cause. I'm like, hey, man, what'd you think? You know, I'm not trying to push myself to get booked. I suck at that. I've never, like, anytime I've been booked, it's because the promoters reach out to me. I got to be better at trying to reach out to promoters. Um, but he was just like, I like what you do because it's an old school heel and nobody's doing that kind of stuff. That's right. And, and that meant a lot because like, that's what I grew up on. And I feel like there's, I think there are people doing it, uh, maybe not in the Northwest as much as maybe me. So I think that's maybe what he meant by, by it. Um, but there are people obviously doing it across the country. I'm not, I'm not like this unique thing in that sense, but I don't think anyone's doing a delusional celebrity <laughs> character that has his own verified title. Uh, and if they are, man, I'm coming for him. <laughs> but yeah, so any support, man, it's great. And uh, just uh, follow me on the socials at I'm Steve Miggs. There you go. All right. Uh, thank you, Steve. I, I want to give a big uh, shout out to to your wife too tonight for allowing you to uh, take this time away from your newborn and, and all that fun stuff. So uh, much love to her and tell her thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, she's, she's, she's the greatest person in the world. I, she's I, made me. I'm yeah. sure. I, I'm sure you know the feeling. <laughs> I'm because sure. When, when you have a great woman, it, the world is great. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's great. So uh, I'm gonna let you go, and uh, well, you know, we'll see. I hope you win that WrestleMania thing. If not, uh, we'll be we'll be in touch soon. At least talk. Appreciate Pearl it, Jam. man. I mean, we could definitely talk Pearl Jam for another hour for sure. Oh, dude, yeah, we'll definitely nerd out about Pearl Jam in the future. And thanks for reaching out to me, and um, and yeah, thanks for supporting me in this this contest, man. It's 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 super cool. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Later. Take care. Anyways. <laughs> Big shout out to everybody that came by tonight. Um, I, 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 my plans for when I end this stream are to cut up some clips and and quickly push them out. So hopefully Steve Miggs can win here in the next hour and twenty minutes. But I don't think that's gonna happen. As my wife has just texted me and said, "Are you done with your show?" Anyways, thank you everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Um, follow me on Twitch and and Twitter at the Stanny One. Peace.
Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret, and you're watching putting you over. 